you're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I am your host, Gemma, and today I am joined by my wonderful colleague, Mr. Tim Wood. He is our Northern Powerhouse Rail Director, and also for the past few months, he took on the role of Interim Chief Executive. He's now handed that over to our new Permanent Chief Executive, Martin Tugwell, who uh, I'm sure many of you will know already and you'll get to know a little bit more about as he uh, settles into his new role. So for today, uh, we're going to have a chat with Tim and um, all about TFN, recent work on what's to come and of course the, all the latest on Northern Powerhouse Rail as well. Hello to you Tim, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you Gemma, I'm really delighted to uh, be taking part in this podcast. Excellent. For the benefit of our listeners, so I don't want to assume that everybody already knows a great deal about Transport for the North. People may be coming to us for the first time. They might be new listeners to the podcast. Give us a quick insight into what TFN is and, and, and what we do, how we've uh, how we've worked over the past few years. Certainly, Gemma. So TFN's vision looks to create a thriving north of England where world-class transport really supports sustainable economic growth and excellent quality of life and improved opportunities for all. We're a sub-national transport body, which means that we sit between local and national level, bringing together 20 local transport authorities and local enterprise partnerships across the north of England. In April 2018, TFM was granted statutory status to ensure that the views of the Northern leaders are taken into consideration when it comes to strategic transport planning. In 2019, we released our strategic transport plan, which set out a 30-year blueprint for what we need to see from our transport infrastructure. But we're mindful that COVID has changed how we live and how we work. However, we will still need vastly improved regional connectivity in the future. And it's vital that we get this investment to help our economic recovery and to ensure disparities in productivity do not widen further. The government's commitment to level up the region is something that we keep hearing. And the Prime Minister spoke about this very recently in his speech in Birmingham. The comments have been really promising, but we'll be watching closely for the details of some of the key documents uh, coming out over the next few months including, of course, the Integrated Rail Plan. So Transport for the North uh, co-clients Northern Powerhouse Rail Programme, meaning that we work really closely with government to ensure our infrastructure accounts for the individual needs of each member authorities. Finally, Rail North Partnership allows TFN to jointly manage the rail franchises in the North. The recent reforms announced in the William Shapps Plan for Rail should ensure that we see even more improvements due to changes in the ways that operators are contracted and how services are run, with a particular focus on operator performance for the passenger. We'll also get onto what TFN's members are doing through the Northern Transport Charter, and we know many local authorities are making their own local improvements. The Rail North Committee also gives an opportunity for elected members to have an input into the way that our regional railways are run, ensuring there is a really joined up approach. The committee also meets to consider our rail infrastructure needs, and seeks to ensure that we're getting the necessary improvements for the travelling public. Let's turn now, Tim, to your specialist subject, Northern Powerhouse Rail. Um, what do we need to know? How are things progressing? Bring us bang up to date. 
Well, despite the obvious challenges over the last 12 to 18 months, uh, development work, and work on Northern Powerhouse Rail has really continued at pace. In September uh, and October last, last year, we held a series of workshops with partners to sift through a huge number of route options that had been developed, which this resulted in 35 options now being retained for further analysis. Meanwhile, through Transport for the North, Northern leaders agreed the preferred phasing scenario for the programme in November 2020 and the preferred Northern Powerhouse Rail Network in February 2021. The route preferences are a set of transformational interventions that will really revolutionise intercity rail travel. The programme connects the North from Liverpool in the West to Hull in the East and the major urban areas in between allowing the region to act as a single entity greater than the sum of its parts. We were set to submit, of course, the programme's strategic outline case in March of this year to the government for consideration, but at the request of the Department for Transport, agreed to delay submitting the completed business case until the integrated plan, uh, rail plan has been published. And this is looking like uh, it's now been delayed until at least September. While the solutions in the integrated rail plan are still yet to be confirmed, the North Rail aspirations have been outlined to the government in the form of statutory advice ahead of the plan's publication. We're really calling on the government to be bold in its decision making and not to scale back on the ambition of its long promised investment. The choices that made in the next few months may very well define the North's future for the next century. You touched on there the, uh, the importance of Northern Powerhouse Rail as uh, uh, joining up all parts of the the north whether directly or or then sort of you know uh, on, on the secondary basis through the other connections tell us a little bit more about how our region will benefit from northern powerhouse rail i know you've got a wealth of statistics and examples that have been used to to build the case for the projects unreliable often overcrowded and slow services are really commonplace for the north rail commuters at pre-covid Intercity connections between the main urban centres are poor, a wealth of young northerners constrained in the jobs and opportunities that they cannot access, uh, which is just not acceptable in this 21st century. And there is a real over-reliance on the car to travel, with most journeys only being occupied by one person in that car. And that car basically equates fossil fuel burning vehicles, 60% of our greenhouse gases in the north of England are coming from those vehicles. And we know that greenhouse gases through an electric train are just around 1%. So Northern Powerhouse Rail really changes this by transforming the capacity, frequency and speed of the train services between the region's major urban centres through a mix of new lines and significant upgrades to others. This transformational set of interventions will create opportunities kickstarting and upturning the fortune of people and businesses in the region. The job market for employers and employees will be widened beyond comparison from what we have today, particularly for those in and around the key station areas. Take Leeds, for instance, nearly three quarters of a million more people and 77,000 more businesses will be within 90 minutes of the city region. That transformational impact will be replicated across the north, opening up job opportunities and attracting investment to ultimately stimulate the economic growth, helping us break from the shackles of those four decades of underinvestment. 
committed to inform Northern Powerhouse Rail will deliver up to 14.4 billion a year in gross value added to the economy by 2060. Around 74,000 new jobs in the North by 2060 and an additional 12,250 seats per peak hour in the morning in travel on those trains. It promises a greener future too, with up to 58,000 cars taken off our roads every day. Northern Leaders' vision for rail travel is bold and it is ambitious, but it's also a long-term solution to put right what has become a chasm in our national economy between the North and London and the South East. Northern Powerhouse Rail's impact will be transformative on rail travel, ushering in a modern fit-for-purpose system that will be really transformational. However, it's more than that. It boosts our economy, reduces our carbon emissions and delivers tangible benefits to the people's quality of life up here in the north of England. Thank you for outlining uh, all of those uh, many, many benefits. And, and yeah, those uh, statistics I know are are really key in, in showcasing just how much of a difference uh, the Northern Powerhouse Rail Network can make in terms of uh, taking vehicles off the roads, improving that capacity and reliability. And as you say, it's not just about uh, getting from A to B, it's about that boost to, to the economy, to jobs and to opportunities for people as well. You mentioned as well, obviously, the vision for uh, for Northern Powerhouse Rail has been outlined. I know it's been discussed at board meetings to any of our listeners who tune into board meetings, I'm sure will have taken great interest in that. Tell us a little bit more about that and um, that preferred network. The North's preferred Northern Powerhouse Rail network is a set of new and significantly upgraded rail lines for the North, a series of interventions that will transform the region's economy through radically improving connectivity between the six main economic centres in the north and Manchester Airport. The north's final preferred network for NPR includes the following, a fully new line between Liverpool and Manchester connecting the two city regions via Warrington Bank Key Station, and that's a new Warrington Bank Key Station. For the Manchester to Leeds corridor, a new line via the centre of Bradford, unlocking the full potential of that city, some 540,000 citizens, of which 25% are under the age of 16. Significant upgrades and journey time improvements to the Hope Valley route between Manchester and Sheffield via Stockport and Marple. For Leeds to Newcastle, fully reinstatement of the former Leamside route, crucial to provide reliability and resilience for those fast Northern Powerhouse rail services that will go up and down that East Coast main line and then on the way over to Leeds. Significant upgrades and electrification of the rail lines from Leeds and Sheffield to Hull and connecting Sheffield to HS2 and on to Leeds. It really is uh, the, the, the full package and as you've quite clearly referenced there, it's not only about the direct Northern Powerhouse route itself, but again, the wider benefits. So uh, that line through to the centre of, of Bradford, that's not just about bringing those trains in, but it's about what else that can do for the fantastic city of Bradford. Uh, you also referenced there, you know, the, the, the lean side route. Again, it's not only about the fast NPR services, it's about unlocking the capacity then 
on the more local stopping services so that everything can run much more smoothly. And to anybody who wants to find out more uh, about Northern Powerhouse Rail and about the, the route and those benefits uh, Tim also spoke of, uh, please do make sure you head over to our uh, website and to the Northern Powerhouse Rail page on there. You mentioned right at the start, Tim, the integrated rail plan. Now, of course, we know that's been delayed for many, many months. Uh, it's delayed still further, as you said, September at the earliest because it didn't come before the uh, before the summer recess. So we still await that. Tell us why it is so important and what we need to see in that document. There is a real clear and pressing need for the integrated rail plan to be published to give the North certainty and commitment to the short, medium and long term rail projects, including Northern Powerhouse Rail, HS2 and the Trans Pennine route upgrade. And of course, there are other programmes of work as well. Midlands Connect uh, are also waiting to see the integrated rail plan. The landmark report promises to integrate these major rail programmes but that should not come with a cost of degradation. This is why Northern Powerhouse Rail, HS2 and TRU must be delivered in full if we are to truly level up the country and deliver a step change in travelling habits. However, we've had confirmation that the plan is delayed, which means it may not appear until the end of this year. This will affect the programme of work and when we can submit our strategic outline case to government. It also causes considerable uncertainty for investors in the region. For decades, there has been an imbalance in infrastructure spending between the North and others, particularly London and the South East. The time has come for that to change, to invest in our regions, of our towns and our cities, to unlock that huge potential that we actually have up here in the North of England. The North people and businesses deserve a world-class railway, and we stand here ready to work with government to deliver that. Additionally, the integrated rail plan should also define a clear role for transport for the North in co-clienting Northern Powerhouse Rail to give the North leaders direct oversight over the programme. Transport for the North can also provide real intellectual horsepower to shape the strategic case for investment in the region. As has been the case with Northern Powerhouse Rail, and really to speak with that one voice on behalf of the North civic and business leaders. Again, great to hear the uh, the reference to those uh, benefits there. And um, it's difficult, isn't it? Because all we can do is sit and sit and wait to see the integrated rail plan. And until we have it in front of us, we we have no certainty over what it outlines. And again, it's for uh, another discussion on another day, apparently, uh, of course. But um, I think all of our listeners will be aware of recent um, recent news articles regarding HS2 and the Eastern leg in particular and, and, and what's going to happen there. So uh, definitely uh, one to keep a watching brief of. With that in mind, Tim, and, and there is uncertainty, uh, what happens next for Northern Powerhouse Rail? How do we keep development moving forward over the next few months? Well, I mean, as I've mentioned, Gemma, the government's long awaited landmark rail investment blueprint, the integrated rail plan, is expected to be published later this year. And it could have a real big impact on the programme, just depending on that detail that comes through. At Transport for North, we have a preferred network and a solid evidence base to support it. 
What we need now is the political commitment to drive it forward. Once the IRP gives us that clarity, we will be well placed to submit our strategic outline case in around six months and to move forwards into developing and then delivering the improvements for the rail traveling public. However, this is really dependent on how similar or how different the solutions in the IRP are what are to what the northern leaders have outlined in Transport for the North preferred network. In terms of next stages of development, Northern Powerhouse Rail will be broken down into manageable and deliverable projects as aligned to the phasing scenarios. This will enable the acceleration of projects which conclude at the strategic outline case with a single route option. And of course, in the seven corridors, we already have a single route option for three of those. Work will continue to progress with the retained options at the network strategy report to shortlist to a single route option. Of course, that is those other four corridors. And this really starts to avoid the high development costs associated with an outline business case level of design. So we want to be clear, seven corridors, seven single route options as quickly as possible. It's critical that the government publish the integrated rail plan as soon as possible so the North can plan with certainty around the rail investment that will be delivered. We just can't risk delays to Northern Powerhouse Rail and HS2 arriving in the North. And of course, the economic boom that both of them will bring. The rail interventions outlined in the landmark report must also be in step with the transformative vision of our northern leaders, which includes full delivery of Northern Powerhouse Rail, HS2 and TransPennine upgrade. As a co-client of Northern Powerhouse Rail with the Department for Transport, Transport North will work with government to get spades in the ground on the project as soon as possible. And I've always said we're really focusing on those spades in the ground in 24, 25. But of course, the longer the delay for the integrated rail plan, uh, the more diminished that opportunity will be. So we very much look forward to publication and both Northern Powerhouse Rail and Midlands Connect can absolutely get on with the job, which is opening up the capacity of the railways in our great towns and cities. Absolutely. We uh, await that integrated rail plan with uh, a lot of interest and hopefully it will come sooner rather than later. But fantastic to know that there's still so much going on within Northern Powerhouse Rail to keep things moving forward, as you say. Uh, you know, all of that, that that planning can can continue uh, moving forward at, at, at pace. And we really are ready to ready to go in the north, not only with that, but with so many other projects as well. And as you say, that commitment from government, that confirmed investment is absolutely vital to ensure that we can redress that imbalance that we've seen for, for decades and uh, truly, truly level up to, to coin the phrase of the moment. Tim, we've spoken about so much today um, and given all that, um, I assume you are very glad to only be having the one role now for the, for the future, focusing on Northern Powerhouse Rail as the, uh, the director of that programme. So we look forward to seeing how things develop. Obviously, the publication of the Integrated Rail Plan will be key. I'm sure we'll have you back on this podcast as things continue. And I'm sure our listeners will also keep a close eye on uh, on board meetings and, and other things as well to get the very latest. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Gemma.
don't forget everybody to stay in touch with us in between episodes on our social media channels we are on facebook and twitter and instagram and linkedin so you can find all the latest whatever platform you prefer to use just search for transport for the north you can also stay in touch through our weekly email newsletter all points north and to sign up to that scroll down to the home page of our website transportforthenorth.com and pop your email address in the box there thank you so much for listening and we will chat to you again very soon thanks for listening to the transport for the north podcast Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.